Welcome to the Take a Step Podcast. I am Jacqueline. I'm going to start today's podcast up with a little kind of like pre-roll, I guess you could say, before I get into the actual topic. Um, I do tend to do these posts the day that I post them. So like I record them the day that I'm posting them. And there's a lot of reasons that it's done that way. One of them is procrastination. I tend to work really well with deadlines. So if I have something like I know that I have to do a podcast every Sunday, um, not that I have to, it's, well, I have to for myself. Like I'm not, no one's forcing me to do this. Um, But I'm self-disciplined enough to have my own deadlines. So this, of course, the deadline every Sunday is to do a podcast. And I have a journal, like a moleskin, that I keep a bunch of different topics that I want to go through. And sometimes I'll write down what it is that I want to talk about with the topics. Um, And eventually I do get to them. But sometimes stuff comes up in between that episode that I just did to today. And then I want to talk about said subject because it's relevant, it's fresh in my mind. And it um, comes out on Sundays. So today my phone was dead that I record on. So I did record it. I, I had a pool party today, which was also kind of funny. And um, the reason it was funny is because I always sit there and I love Austin so much. I do not that much Austin stuff here, but I like the environment here. I like how there's different music shops everywhere, which I do go to. Um, and... I don't have a lot of friends in Austin, though, which sounds kind of weird because I feel like I'm constantly talking to people and I have a lot of friends that are like international and in different parts of the United States. And it came to the realization today that I have more tape swap friends than I do people in the city that I live in. So I made a funny meme today and I posted that. Um, But back to the topic of today does have to do with someone that was well-known in the Austin area and um, had passed away on September 11th, um, which was Daniel Johnston. And if you don't know who this musician is, I have mentioned him quite a few times throughout the podcast. Um, This is probably not the first time or the last time I'll be talking about him, but I did want to make this podcast episode about him, especially because he had passed away recently, um, and it's a little bit more, like, it, it just hit me really hard this week with hearing about it, um, and I just kind of wanted to talk about it, because that's what I do on this show, is talk about stuff that has to do with tape, and he was definitely, um, someone on Reddit had posted him as the godfather of tape cassette, or cassettes, cassette tapes, and, I 100% agree with that statement that that person described it as. So, um, and with that same post, so, like, I guess let me start with the beginning of Daniel Johnson. So, I'll talk to you about how I discovered him, which I didn't discover him until probably 2010, Um, I had watched a documentary or tried to watch a documentary called The Devil and Daniel Johnston, and I wasn't able to finish it because it hit way too hard to, like, it hit me too hard that it was very similar to some of the stuff that I had been through, and, um, 
I'd always, like, after watching that documentary, it was a little too emotional for me to finish. But in the amount that I did watch, I gained a lot of kind of, like, information and, like, to see how his music was made. I really liked his music. A lot of the musicians that I liked before I heard of him had covered his songs or were fans of his music. Um, And... I really connected with him as a musician and with his struggle with mental health. So with those two things, um, the reason that he was considered kind of like the godfather of tape tapes is because he basically, from the 70s on, he made all of his music on cassette tape, like recording it from home. And... Um, My background is in filmmaking, so when I watched this, I was still trying to be a filmmaker, but later on, recently, actually, I was like, you know what, maybe I would benefit from doing something like where he did, where instead of worrying about making a vinyl record or making a film, like, what if I used music to be creative and use cassettes? So, like, a lot of his, he has really inspired me in multiple ways, and just seeing how a lot of his stuff was made on cassette kind of was like, it's like he was one of the pioneers of do-it-yourself tape cassettes, cassette tapes. I always say tape cassettes. That's just how I say it in my head, but it's cassette tapes. Um, anyway, it was like just after watching that documentary originally and then learning more and more about him, it was like, this guy is brilliant at what he does and he's able to do it so minimalistically like with the cassette tape recorder and just being able to make the tapes themselves and one of the things that I found the most humbling was that when he first started handing out the tapes he was living in Austin working at like a McDonald's and everybody that he would run into he would just hand out his tapes like just give them out to people and that concept of him handing out the tapes kind of made him a legend in the city because people were, like, really into his music because he was giving it out for free. And if anything, it was costing him money because he's making these tapes for free, he's giving them out for free, and the tapes cost him money to make and his work. Um, But his shows would be, like, sold out, and he just became kind of popular in his own, like, outsider-type music. And one of his albums is called Hi, How Are You? And that specific album has a big uh, cultural thing in Austin because there's a frog on the album cover that says, Hi, How Are You? And that frog is named uh, Jeremiah the Innocent. And there's a wall in Austin that's a mural that he painted with that frog Jeremiah on it and hi how are you and that's kind of been um I would say if there was one image that tied to him directly it would be that image and back in the day when like Nirvana and Kurt Cobain was kind of really popular on MTV and making its you know big debut kind of a thing uh Kurt Cobain was wearing his shirt a lot 
and people started to learn about him through the shirt that he was wearing, which was of the frog that's in Austin on that mural. And the cool part about, and just like a side note with the Hi, How Are You, um, his website is HiHowAreYou.com, but you can also go to HiHowAreYou.org, and that's his nonprofit um, foundation that he created that um, is kind of like for mental health advocacy and kind of like their whole thing is that there should be open discussion about mental health. So I'm not trying to go into that in this episode. I'm kind of just giving you a background on it. Um, so on the post that someone did, I, when I heard the news, like, so it was kind of weird because I've been doing this thing on Wednesdays where I post a, not post, but like I live stream on Twitch on Wednesdays from two to three central time. And he had passed away on the 11th, which was September 11th. It's on a Wednesday. I thought it was actually the 10th, but from what I read this morning, this morning, it was actually on the 11th. Now on September 11th, I had a Twitch stream from two to three central and for some reason, like, before I had even known that he had passed away, I had put on my Hi How Are You t-shirt that I got. And I picked that up, like, one random time I was on 6th Street, which is, like, a really insane part of... Insane isn't a correct word to use, but um, it's kind of, like, a really wild part of Austin, like, the downtown area where there's, like, a lot of clubs and, like, pubs and bars and stuff. Um, I went into this random store with my friend who was in from out of town, and I saw these Hi, How Are You shirts, and I really like wearing the color black. I saw a black one with white writing, so I'm like, oh, I'll grab it. Anyway, for this Twitch stream on that day, for some reason, my gut was just to grab that shirt, and then, like, literally an hour and a half. So, like, I wore this shirt on the day that he had passed away without knowing that he had passed away. And um, when I found out, I was, like, getting something from the store. Like, this was a couple, like, at, maybe, like, an hour after my Twitch stream. I'm at the store. I check on my Instagram, and I see a post from End of an Ear which is uh, probably one of my favorite record stores in Austin. I have a top three. That's one of the top three. And they had posted, like, a picture of him at a really young age hold holding his tape cassette. And he's like, they wrote something like, Austin lost a great one. And I knew right away, without even looking, that I knew that that was him and that had happened. And then it was kind of like kind of surreal so of course like the first thing that happens when you hear about someone passing that you respected looked up to and liked their music you start to play their music so I was on my way to a yoga class I played um one of his songs the first one I played at that point was um story of an artist and like I just started crying because it was just really like a lot to take in um so it's also interesting because people were posting pictures of him with the tapes because that's what 
that's what he was known for, like, his cassette tapes were kind of, like, what started it all for him, and basically from, like, the 70s to the 90s, he did it all on cassette, and then in the 90s, um, he got signed by a major label, he released an album, and it failed commercially, so the label dropped him, and then he continued to do stuff kind of, like, on his own, um, in total, this is, this number I got from Wikipedia, so I don't know how accurate it is, but they were saying that there were 17 total studio albums and four live albums. Now, I did want to mention, um, when the one person posted, like, on the Cassette Culture subreddit, they posted, like, that he was the godfather of cassette tapes, um, I posted, like, I, someone posted something about maybe, like, the tapes or buying them. Anyway, I went on eBay that day, and I was kind of watching to see, like, what had happened on there, and someone was selling six original, what were said to be original tapes for, uh, it was at 200 when I posted on that reply, and then by the time that the eBay listing ended, it was over $600 for six tapes, six cassette tapes that he had made. I mean, these are cassette tapes that he handed out for free, probably. So if you think about it from that perspective, it's like, here's someone who provided so much for the music scene and kind of like the do-it-yourself musicians out there that use cassette tapes as their medium, and his work is going for so much more. Now, before he passed away, there were the tapes being sold, like, secondhand, and I actually didn't know that his website sold reissues of it. I thought that the only way to get these tapes were to get the originals, um, and when I saw them for sale at the local record stores, they were, they were kind of expensive, like $30, $40 sometimes for one tape, which... For a cassette tape, that's kind of a lot for me to to throw down for that because it's it's I just like I I just wouldn't. Um, but somebody was nice enough to post in the form that they still had the cassette reissues available on his website, and then um, from what I saw on the website, they had fourteen tapes that you were able to buy. Um, so I don't know where that. 17 number came from there might have been other albums that I know he did an album with somebody else that was on tape um I think it was like Jade or something from I I don't know the exact other artist name I just know that he had a collaboration one and then there was another album that might not have made it to tape I'm not sure um I don't want to pretend to know and I don't know um, but I do know that on the website, they did have them available. They were about 10 bucks each. They did have a deal if you bought 14 at once, they like all 14 albums at once, they did provide a discount for it. So I went ahead and did that because um, for me, getting 14 tapes for like 100 bucks was worth it. And um, I didn't know that these existed as reissues, so I went and picked those up. Um, I definitely recommend checking it out. If you like the music, I'd probably highly suggest buying it straight from his website. Um, they're reissues, but at least you know it's going to the 
musician's family. And I know that one of the great things is that that foundation that was started was, it's, it's very helpful for people in the community. And, um, it was kind of a, it was kind this is kind of like a, it was kind of a, a touching block, not, t- I don't know if touching is the right word, but it was kind of like an emotional, um, moment for me to find out that he had passed away. Um, from what everything I've, I've seen, it was from natural causes, which is kind of, um, I guess you could say it's kind of like a silver lining because when you struggle with mental health, um, it can be very difficult to deal with. And, um, we so often hear about musicians and artists passing away from other types of not so natural causes. So when you hear of someone who struggled with mental health passing away from a natural cause, um, it does kind of provide, I guess, like hope for those who do struggle with mental health so that there aren't always, uh, negative sides to death, I guess. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with that, but, um, that was mainly it for this one. Um, Again, it was kind of a little bit of a more deep podcast episode. Um, it it was a big loss for the cassette tape community, music community, and Austin community um, in particular. It, yeah, I haven't been to the mural since everything has happened. Like maybe I'll try to go out there on Wednesday. Um, we'll see. But I definitely play a lot of the music, and then I try to get the tapes, um, that I didn't even know were on there for reissue. So if you were looking for the tapes and only thought that they had them like that, um, it's good to know that they were on there. I'm not sure if they're still available today, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I hope you have a great day and an awesome night. If you're in the middle of nighttime, when you're listening to this, it's the nighttime here. So After this, I'm going to complete some more duplications and then probably go to sleep. So have a great time.